Peace, good people. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. With Kariga and Felicia on the Black Love Podcast Network. Now, Riga, before we get into what we wanted to talk about today, I just want to let the people know about this project that's out right now that's focusing on Black fatherhood. No, of course, we definitely should. And I want to take a second to shout out our friends over at Shea Moisture Men and what they're doing. Absolutely, because Shea Moisture has created a father's lullaby and it's called A Light Inside of You. And what it is, it's this brand new way that they're celebrating and elevating Black Dad joy. You know what? That's what's up. And you know what it makes me think of? What? Don't be afraid to be a source of light. It does, doesn't it? That's definitely got a lullaby feel. But let's take a second to listen to the details from Shea Moisture. Shea Moisture Men is committed to celebrating dads daily. As a part of lifting their voices, we created a father's lullaby called Light Inside of You. This lullaby is for us, by us. It is our way of creating our own generational tradition to be passed down father to father. We want to share the voice of love, tenderness, and joy and hope that black dads already share with their babies and with the entire world. Let's normalize and celebrate black love in the form of a father's lullaby, our story, our song. The world needs to see and hear the love of black fathers. Go to SheaMoisture.com slash men or SheaMoistureMen on IG and listen to a father's lullaby and then challenge a black dad to share his story, his song, by singing the lullaby to his babies and posting it by using the hashtag a father's lullaby. You know what, Fee? Honestly, that was pretty dope. All right, so listen, all the black men who are integral in raising youth should definitely head over to SheaMoisture.com slash men to celebrate black fatherhood. And let's talk about what we came to get down with today. Man, today is a special, special day, a special conversation. It right? is. Yeah. Um, you you want to take the lead or you want me to take the lead? I'm going to allow you to take the lead. And I just want them to think about the smile that's on my face. I know they can hear the I smile I feel like on my they face. can hear it. I hear the smile on your face. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> So we are smiling ear to ear. We are so happy to to announce, to say, to to bring to the space that our baby Bailey girl is here. Our Bailey baby girl, Kamali. Yes, Sade Soul. Kamali Sade Soul. Bailey, <laughs> tribe of Bailey. That's right. She is here, and we are just so thrilled, so thrilled to have her in our arms. So thrilled to. To hear her, her cry, mm-hmm. it has been a journey unlike anything I could ever have imagined. Journey for sure. It reminds me that the path is wide enough for all the experiences. Ooh, I like that you say that. The path it, is wide enough. Certainly. For our joy, for the smiles that you hear. For some of the other nuances that have come up Mm. that literally had no way of anticipating, no way of knowing what's around the curve. Mm. So you want to share some of those experiences, um, being present. And again, just speaking to the joy and speaking to the the hope that is 
activated mm-hmm. for the large community of folks who have been there caring for us, mm-hmm. um, sending goodness, mm-hmm. uh, sending prayer, mm-hmm. sending scripture that wasn't out of context. <laughs> well, all I got to say is just get sharp with your word. Don't just be sending scriptures over. Man, <laughs> you ain't doing me listen. no favors. Thank y'all for sending scriptures that were not out of context. <laughs> yeah. No, I thank you for those who wrestled, who had the courage, the gentleness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am stating this very clearly that I hope that our prayers can turn to rejoicing, Mm -hmm. that our prayers can turn into praise, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that that has come true for us. So I just want to thank the folks out there, the many, very, many, very many, right? Man. Yes. I have so much gratitude for those that have been present with me on the journey. And I'm talking about even all the way my first pregnancy with Kamayu experiencing the double transition, experiencing that year of intentional leaning into the process and Mm. grieving, and then coming into pregnancy after loss. It has required a village. I don't think I could have done it without the support of my loved ones and just being held by them. It's not easy, but it's still beautiful, right? Yeah. And I love that you say that the path is wide enough. I I love that that phrase. I want to acknowledge that this was something that I've heard from our, our therapist. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful way of, of seeing it's a beautiful lens. It feels like a grounding reminder. Yeah. Because the path will twist and turn. Mm-hmm. Have you ever like been traveling maybe in a country that you haven't been in before mm-hmm. for many of the listeners, maybe that is uh Jamaica, mm-hmm. right? And, <laughs> Them narrow roads. Exactly. <laughs> the roads are so narrow. But to our perception, because we have not traveled those roads before, we think there is no way both of those vehicles can fit on the road. Always. But to someone who has passed that road, mm-hmm. who has traveled that road, mm-hmm. they know that the path is wide enough for both of them. Man, you are not lying there. That is very much true. I've, I've so been we, in the car. <laughs> so we came to a new road. Yeah. And we didn't know how to walk that part of the road Mm -hmm. it's so unique having leaned into the process intentionally Mm -hmm. having gone to therapy Mm -hmm. having the support of our village and friends Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. family Mm -hmm. and then to arrive at a point that we had no indicator was coming yeah pregnancy after loss and delivery and holding that child Mm -hmm. and learning to hold both of them man Something I'm still working on. I I have yet to master it, but I'm flexible and I make room for what the experience will be. I'm not going to put any expectation on it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to allow it to to unfold as each day, as time keeps moving us. You know, that's all I really can do. I understand that now. But coming to that understanding can can feel challenging. But again, it's still it's beautiful. You know, as I, I love said, that. thank you. I <laughs> love that. I haven't yet mastered it, but I remain flexible. Mm-hmm. And I think in the flexibility of parenting, mm-hmm. the experience based on what I know, mm-hmm. based on what I've seen, we have to be flexible to who our children are. Yeah. But also flexible with ourselves so they're not locked in the rigidity of always having to see things one way. Mm hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I like that we're leaning in flexible now mm-hmm. to learn how to see this picture, mm-hmm. to learn how to parent her, to learn how to parent them both, yeah. to learn how to be present for one another. There's so many things to learn mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so many things to hold. I think literally and figuratively, parenting can feel like a juggling act. Mm. But knowing which balls can be dropped. Yeah. And which balls cannot. Mm-hmm. For example, a ball that I drop and I'm okay with dropping. <laughs> okay. Is when uh, an unscheduled visit comes, right? <laughs> and I'm otherwise tired and need a nap. So I'm going to take the nap. Man. But really, learning how to do that, mm-hmm. learning how to center your wellness so you can be present for your child is an experience that speaks across the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And that was just one place I practiced it. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. But it was so, I felt so good and so courageous to practice that <laughs> where I otherwise would have thought I had the responsibility to host. Man, I was feeling that pressure too. And what? And what do you, and I what told, I do? I, you, you was already, you was already on the path for a nap. Uh-huh. You were already in the room. In the dark, you uh-huh. were ready for that nap, uh-huh. and and I had to make a decision. That, and I think the decision was harder on me that day because I was in the common area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay. And mm-hmm. we That's had right. our folks over, and and I was like, "All right, look, look, y'all. I know that ordinarily I would be present, but I'm gonna go upstairs and get this nap real quick." Mm-hmm. And and I went up there and I I took that two hour nap, and I felt so replenished. And when I came down, we had more visitors. And I said to my, I went to find Kariga and I said, Riga, did you nap? He said, yeah. And then we had more visitors that night. So I'm so glad that we stood Napped up for our did. wellness. Yeah, yeah. Because we had, we had visitors. I stood up. <laughs> and, and sometimes you got to sit down to stand up. You sometimes okay? got to sit down. <laughs> for your wellness. Okay. Man. No, but really it, this all comes from the juggling act. Yeah. Of what parenthood feels like. And then you realize it's just you. You're in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You got the baby. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a bottle. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally real-time juggling, right? Right. What I can drop is the bottle mm-hmm. without milk in it, of course. <laughs> what I can't drop. Yeah, don't, don't waste my milk. What I can't drop is the baby. But if I look at that practice as an ongoing practice of juggling, mm-hmm. sometimes feeling like I'm holding so much, mm-hmm. holding emotions, holding expectations, holding responsibilities, mm-hmm. I am learning early which things I can let drop that Mm. give me more capacity to be present for what I need to be present for. And that looks like taking care of myself so I can show up to be present for us. Mm. If there is a level of fatigue that is present, I can't be emotionally present for myself or you. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But this part of parenthood requires the same level of oneness and connectedness that got us here. Mm hmm. And we are learning how to hold space for one another while prioritizing Kamali. Yeah. So I just want to acknowledge that it is all those practices that indeed make the road path wide enough for both of us. But there are so many different layers to this experience. Yes. Yes. And I want to talk even more in depth about what pregnancy after loss looked like for us the the road specifically why we made decisions to not share right away mm-hmm. the pregnancy and I actually remember 
when I was looking for reference and I'm searching on social media for other mothers who had had an experience like mine, I found later that these mothers, those angel mothers, they, they later became pregnant again. And I remember witnessing it through social media and thinking like, man, why did they wait so long to share this pregnancy? Like, I wanted to know more about what the experience was like as like we shared initially. Right. Like mm. when when I first shared, when I shared our pregnancy, we we announced it. We were five months mm-hmm. and really like I wanted to be on that ride with them to see you know, how they were processing in real time. And then I became pregnant and I realized, oh, okay, this is this is actually why they don't share. There are fears that come up. You compare to your previous experience. And I think what happens for me is I am revisiting the thoughts that I previously had I am revisiting like conversations and thinking about all of those things that were present with Kamayu and wanting them to be completely different now because I had this idea that maybe if I, I don't know, I, I, I want to be very clear on, on what this feels like. So I'm going to take my time with it and bear with me. Um, You're doing well. Thank you. What I noticed is I may have had a thought with Kamayu or say I was doing things a particular way with her. I wanted to make sure that I'm not doing it that way with this pregnancy. And it was this idea that I could maybe control the outcome because I was doing things a certain way with Kamayu and having an expected outcome. And I didn't have the outcome that I expected. So now it's like, okay, I'm going to do everything differently. I'm not even going to think about it the way that I was thinking about it before, because maybe I can will myself to have the outcome that I really want. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so part of that, what that looked like was I didn't want to share with people because I honestly thought that maybe if I had too many thoughts on my pregnancy, that it could impact Mm. whether or not I had her mm. mm-hmm. and, and, and I would still have her right but mm-hmm. whether I would have her differently or not mm-hmm. so it was this fear that okay if I if I have wow. a bunch of eyes on it wow. it's gonna impact it's, she may not make it right wow um it was it's this fear that I could even I could even alter the journey with different thoughts Wow. I gave myself all of this power. I gave everyone else's thoughts power in, wow. in the fear that I had. Man, even like just, we talked about the scriptures, these out of context scriptures. I even feared those. I didn't want to hear that. I cringed at that. Right? Wow. Um, wow. Wow. All of these things that, that come up mm-hmm. that are able to be, the, the path is wide enough for them as well. But, um, I recognize and realize that I wanted to, I guess, grab hold. I try to control, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I try to have a little bit of control. I'm hearing the desire to have a little bit of control Mm -hmm. 
while simultaneously understanding how much control you may not have. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like there is this in-between buffering that's happening between controlling and I don't have any control. Yep. Because I'm going to attempt to control the outcome I want by attending to the thoughts of this pregnancy a little less. (sighs) But you're still attempting to control the outcome. Yeah. So you're relinquishing control in the interim, hoping to control the outcome. Or you can try to control the interim, knowing that you don't control the outcome. Mm-hmm. And all of this is just lived experience trying to make sense of it all, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we don't, the thing about our loss is none of it's still no sense to be made. Yeah. So you don't know what causes and what doesn't. Right. But it sounds like an incredibly challenging space to be in, mm-hmm. to have to function under those operation. Yeah. Insofar as we know that we don't have either control, right? We don't have control of what people think and what we think they think, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But yet still in the journey, these things can be incredibly overwhelming to process. Yeah. Especially anything requiring extra energy, anything requiring more thought. Mm -hmm. When there's so much energy that's necessary to get the body physically through pregnancy. (laughs) Like there's literally a a change occurring from within, mm-hmm. chemically, mm-hmm. physically, mm-hmm. physiologically. Like who has energy for the others, right? Yeah. But we're still learning that. Yeah. And we spoke about the fear. So people have realized it doesn't have to be real to be fear, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Once the thought enters and has a certain amount of volume to it, you spend all this time trying to quiet those thoughts. Yeah. yeah. You are amazingly courageous. Thank you, Riga. And I, I honestly, too, I kind of mentioned this in, in a reflection. I even feared that people would forget about Kamayu. Mm. I feared that there would be this, okay, now that she has this baby coming, this is the baby. And mm-hmm. that Kamayu is no longer, she no longer needs to be, I don't know, brought up, thought about, you know, um, th- that there's going to be all of this attention on this baby. And I just, I had, that, that's been my fear this entire time, right? Like even after experiencing the double transition, the thing that weighed on me the most as I was processing was that this idea that she could be forgotten. Mm. And I didn't want that. I want her name to live on. Mm. I want for when people, when they see me, that they know that Kamayu is mine. That's what I want. But I, I fear that, you know, with this pregnancy, the idea would be that she would be wow forgotten. Wow. I'm really happy you shared that. And for me, it brings me to the experience of talking to some people. And having to make the choice whether or not I was going to correct them on their speech. Mm, man. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm afraid to. This means that I have to have done it so much already. Yeah. At what point do I want to remain diligent mm. about correcting people's speech? Yeah. With grace so they can receive the correction. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I have to be liked. It's just that I know how people tend to learn. Yeah. Right. If they get shut down, then that doesn't make them feel right connected to the learning or the outcome. Right. 
I don't want him to just have, to, I don't want him to think I should have just stayed, kept my mouth shut. No, I want you to understand how to hold space for families that look like ours. Yeah. And whether the fear is Kamayu would be forgotten about or it is how people define parenthood only as to what they've experienced. And you might hear something like, oh, parents now. Right. I've, I've gotten the welcomes, welcome into parenthood. Yeah, so that I'm just expressing that as one nuance of communication. Yeah, that didn't have the energy for this time around. Mm-hmm. Like when you are preparing to receive your child, there is a certain silencing of outside noises and factors. Anyway, yeah, because they're not here holding, changing a diaper, swaddling. You can't you know? There's no partnership. You can't cover me while I go to the restroom or whatever the needs are. Mm-hmm. So this is like this outer rink of can be support, but otherwise there is inside work that we need to do, right? Mm-hmm. And that largely in part also speaks to where the energy was necessary. Mm-hmm. It was necessary on focusing on the road ahead. Yeah. I like that you bring that up too, um, the language. That's a big thing for me. And I have so much gratitude for those who are able to see me wholly and completely. And that includes Kamayu. That mm-hmm. is very specific. And there were, and then there were four. Mm-hmm. I'm not having twins. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about there were four as in me, Kariga, Kamayu, and now Kamali. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was even at, like, uh, what is it that God will give you double for your trouble? God gave me Kamali. And I also have Kamayu. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I feel you on that. Like, and I, I'm listening in to, to the words and and I even like, okay, is this worth is this a learning experience right now? Can you learn from this or and there is this deeper challenge that I found because love love confronts, but I find it challenging to confront from offense mm-hmm. with love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have, yeah. to, I have to be not offended in order to right. correct somebody with love. Right. If I'm offended, I have to recognize that I'm wounded in the moment. Yep. So I can't operate out of love the way I want to. Mm-hmm. Versus out of love, I can confront and correct if I have that portion with me. Yeah. Living in the frequency of love becomes this greater challenge, not just this romanticized place, mm-hmm. but a challenge where I have to investigate my thoughts and my actions and where my words come from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And when I have to investigate where my words come from, I realize that there is a space, a grace that I try to extend to all people, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whether they have the language or not, Mm -hmm. whether they have the uh, the articulation or not. Mm -hmm. So I also try to look at the way people show up, even if their language was off. Yeah. So I could see them as someone who means well but may need to grow in how they express Mm -hmm. their love for my family Mm -hmm. because my offense didn't give me power it doesn't make me magical to walk around offended or walk around right Right. and offended right that's not the posture of love that i that i want to stand in Mm -hmm. so while i also speak about maybe people who have mislanguaged our family um miscounted or however they want to you know deliver their their congratulatory response my self-work became not a battle of them and what they're saying, 
Mm. But for me and do I know who I am? Yes. And if I know who I am yeah. and I know what my experience is, then I can rest assured in that. Yep. And that's what, that's why we require the time to do the that work. That's why. That's so that, why we lean into the process of it. Yes. I needed that time. Absolutely. I can't even imagine not have, not having had that time and journeying through pregnancy after loss again. I mean, no, not again, but journeying through pregnancy after loss and not knowing fully of who I was, who Ooh. I am, right? And the nuances that that would have carried. I'm so grateful that hey, I, bruh, I was able to know. Not to cut you, but the internet is no place for you to not know who you are. Gotta know who you are, so especially you, with this, man. Yeah, you can't share before you know who you are. Mm-hmm. I do get about being open in the process, mm-hmm. but process does not speak to identity yet. Yeah. You can still have an identity and still have to go through process. Mm-hmm. So I'm willing to go through the process once I know who I am. Yeah. But it took some time for us to get to know who we are yep. in this space, in this identity. Yeah. Yep. Separate of outside noise. Yep. Right? Yeah. Because even if it's love, we have to be careful. The great poet Kevin Allen writes, right? <laughs> Never confuse love with attention. Mm. To speak that very clearly. In the sense of, yes, there has been so much love and congratulations, but deeper than that, there are those who know how to hold and those who desire to hold. Yeah. And love can't miss. Yeah. We don't need the internet to know that love is real. Love can't miss. It I cannot. like that. It cannot. So we needed not to have, you know, the sizable attention while trying to figure out identity. Right. I mean, Understanding and and knowing who I am as an angel mother, Mm -hmm. so incredibly important. Mm -hmm. Understanding who I used to be, it's it's actually not a past tense. I still am who I was, but I am her and more. There you go. I needed to know that. I needed to understand that. And so I'm grateful that we took the time that we needed to announce to share because I had to fully understand who I was, all of the fears, all of the joy. I had to lean into the experience. I had to be flexible with myself. I even had to understand because I was asked, so how do we, how do we regard a Kamayu with, with Kamali? Like how, how do you want us to experience? And, and, I was able to see in me taking the time to understand who I who I am. I was able to understand that I have two children now. So when you think of Kamayu, you think of her as her own, like she is my first child. And you think of Kamali as my second child. They're my children. One does not eliminate the other. That was another fear that I had that people yeah. would think like, okay, if you have this baby, this one is going to eliminate. No, it's not a replacement. Yeah. It's who I was before and so much more. And so much more. I got two babies now. I think we make room for more. I think our two babies had made have made room in our heart for more. Mm-hmm. I also want to speak to like this idea that fathers who have daughters, we have to be very protective and aggressive and let people know, right, not to mess with our daughters. Mm-hmm. 
But based on how I've seen the world work, there's no level of toughness that I can have in one person to protect her in the world more than my work is to affirm her and her identity. Mm, To bless her daily. Yeah. To learn her daily. To learn her daily. And to bless that and to affirm that in her. And to bless her daily and to get her, for her to know where her strength comes from. Yeah. So it's been a unique experience coming into like this idea of protection. But me knowing what is ahead of you in this world, no one can predict. Yeah. And me, my, I guess because of how I got here, I know that I can't truly protect her through all things. So what will I teach her so that she will know who she is in all seasons? Like that's my work. So I get this idea like dad's got to do this and dad's got to be this. And, but for real, for real, that, that's just not the way the world works, right? Mm. Unless your superpower was being flash, <laughs> it doesn't matter how tough you are. <laughs> Seriously, it doesn't matter how many guns you have in your closet. It doesn't matter uh, how protective you are. It doesn't matter, you know, all those movies around what, you know, dads do with daughters. I'm aware enough to know that none of that truly matters. And I have to create an experience around being her father that allows me to show up for her in the way she needs modeled so she can show up for herself. Mm. That's the work, right? Mm -hmm. At least the way I perceive it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I tell you this, my mother or my father could do nothing for me to stop what was happening when Kamayi was born. Right. But I tell you, my mother's prayers and teaching me how to find the word and stand on it for myself mm-hmm. was the armor she gave me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She couldn't even get her arms around me. I was swelling with rage. I remember. Yeah. She couldn't hug me. No. Or if she did, I couldn't hug back. You know what I'm saying? I get so, it. So insofar as that I know that life is far less predictable than any of us have the capability to imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teach her to stand in love. Mm. Like that's what our conversations are. That's how. That's what I'm really doing. Because all that, Standing all that tough, love. yeah, all that, all that tough guy, it don't do nothing, bro. <laughs> it don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm really enjoying this conversation, Rita. I'm enjoying hearing what your processing is through pregnancy after loss. I'm enjoying being able to process it for myself. Mm-hmm. I also want to just acknowledge to like that I think what happens on this journey is people are just relating to us the best way that they know how. There we go. So I have to grant them grace. There we go. And like you said, like it, I can't do it from offense. I have to do it from love. I recognize that the dominant experience in parenthood looks the way that it looks right now, that we're having it with Kamali. Yep. But I also have a parenthood experience with Kamayu, and I'm still learning her. Yep. I'm learning things differently about her with Kamali. Yep. And again, just being flexible and allowing allowing myself to learn from the experience, to learn from both of them. That's one thing I definitely want to like make sure that I keep mm-hmm. on this on this journey is that I keep the lens of being willing to learn from them. That's so important. I love the way you present that. Keep the lens of being willing to learn from them. 
And I similarly have to keep that lens of being willing to learn from all of you, right? Mm. That's my role uh, right now as a father is to make sure that I'm learning the relationship between mother and child, mother and child, Mm -hmm. and be a helpmate as you are the primary caregiver insofar as the giving of care looks very different right now. (laughs) right when Mm -hmm. you have a child that's nursing Mm -hmm. there is a level of care that i cannot attend to so i must learn how to care for all of you yeah and in learning to care for all of you i learned in therapy the other day that there is an experience that you have as a mother now obviously there are several experiences you have as a mother that i i don't know of but there's an experience you have as a mother that not only did i not know of i am nowhere near around to observe it and i would call (laughs) that that three o'clock breastfeeding hour. I'm not, I'm I'm just not, I'm not. He's not there. (laughs) He's he's, he's snoozed. I'm asleep. Getting ready to to start my shift, right? Yeah. He he does have an early morning shift. I'm grateful for that. Yes. Thank you for that. (laughs) But I learned in therapy that there is this experience that Felicia can have in the three o'clock hour that looks like providing for one child in the, height of her fatigue, tired, breastfeeding, thinking about her role as a mother totally and thinking about how she wants to or wish she could have shown up for Kamayu in a way. Yeah. And when I heard that in therapy, I literally sat in awe that there was an experience that I knew nothing of. Now I call myself your partner. I tell myself i tell you i tell the world that i love you deeply and dearly Mm -hmm. and yet there was an experience in your walk of parenthood and grief that looked nothing like mine i knew nothing of it so i just want to make room for that that i learned that and i am still learning how to support you in that because your body keeps the score thank you and just as you're saying i'm still learning it myself i'm grateful that i'm able to have the conversations out loud with you about the experience it has been nuanced (laughs) I feel like I use that word a lot but it's the word that best fits grief (laughs) I see Kamali and I see Kamayu Mm -hmm. and so I'm having this experience of I think when you have a child um, after loss it's natural for the thoughts to occur where you are trying to you're looking at the child in front of you and you're like, man, I wish I could have had these experiences. Now all the experiences are making sense almost. It's, you you know what? You kind of talked about it once. Um, I think you mentioned it even in the Black Love interview. It's like, we never had a chance to yeah. hear her cry. Hear her cry or see her take her steps or. Yeah. So in experiencing her, even nursing her, it's like, wow, it reminds you of the things that you didn't get to have. Wow. And you have to grieve that as well. You have to grieve it again. And I think even things will come back up again that you may have to work through. But well, and I I won't put it on anyone else. This is my experience. And like I said, I have to be flexible with it. I also want to give you acknowledgement that this is just not because of your mind. Right. It's just your mind missing a thing that you haven't had or wanted to have. Your body went through. Yeah. Two pregnancies. Yeah. And you know, and your body knows that this is your second child. Yeah. Your body and you know that. Yeah. And I'm glad that you, that you mentioned that, right? It's, 
it's not just my mind. Like my no. body is keeping the score, but it's also important to note that in my experience, I've been, I've received messages that have said, okay, you have to think about it this way. Just think about it positively. Just, But no, I want to acknowledge that my experiences inform what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm aware that what I experience shaped the way that I process yeah, and how I'm thinking of things and, and the fears and all of those things that come up. And so I will lean into that, yeah. acknowledge it, accept it for what it is and again, be flexible with it. Grant myself grace because of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not someone else's roadmap. No. Your pacing. Yeah. You have to be mother to these children. Mm-hmm. We appreciate the village that does come as reference. Yeah. But being positive as an outlook does not exclusively speak to where you can get if you are willing to be truthful and thorough and even sad sometimes at least the joy will have contrast and i like a nice contrast i don't need anything to be one way all the time love is what i'm pursuing at all times Mm. even through the pain Mm -hmm. even through difference or indifference Mm -hmm. but love is the mark i absolutely love you I love you. I absolutely love Kamali. I love her too. This journey, uh, just beginning, I'm sure, will render so many other learning points and reference points. I'm just committed to learning them all in love. And look forward to doing that. I look forward to continuing to process with you as we continue to walk down this road. (laughs) Angel parents. We're still angel parents. Absolutely. Yeah, it looks like you're looking for an affirmation. Yeah, but the truth is, like, certain affirmations always call me back. Okay. They always do. Okay. And the one that calls me today. I like this. Korea's picking the affirmation today. Go ahead. ahead. Well, it's it's this one here. This is what I have to tell myself. Okay. So that I can show up in love. Okay. Today, I'll be kind to myself and others through the practice of patience. (laughs) Yeah. I will breathe deeply to commit to this intention. Today, I will be kind to myself and others through the practice of patience. I'll breathe deeply to commit to this intention. Thank you. You don't got to be right. Mm -mm. You just got to be love. Ooh. Thank you. We thank you all for tuning in. We thank y'all for engaging with us and celebrating the yeah. birth of Kamali, yes. Sade, Soul, Bailey, Tribe of Bailey, <laughs> uh, Fee. Mm. Thank you for your courage, your honesty. Thank you, Riga. And the way you show up. Thank you to all the listeners. Please continue to engage with us. Yeah. Ask us questions. Yeah. Rate. Thank you for the reviews. We we've seen the reviews. Yeah. We really appreciate the time that you all have taken to even right to us we see it thank you for listening thank you for being a part of this community thank you all tell your friends to follow yes tell your friends to listen in appreciate y'all with you always peace